today we're releasing our third episode celebrating the first birthday. That's right, 365 days of life for the 15 days to slow the spread of this pandemic. Let's get it! Sadly, due to the nature of the show, I could not get a full sponsorship, but I was able to get 1.8% of a sponsorship uh, from a piece of extra gum. 1.8% of a piece of extra gum that is in fact 0.06 inches, in other words, 3 50th inch of a piece of gum is today's sponsor of the episode. Ah, uh, March 16th, 2021. This year has been really interesting, hasn't it? Dealing with this virus, with this pandemic. Um, it's been a real interesting year. We're going to kind of get to some of that today. We're going to talk about a recently uh, released report from the CDC in regards to mask mandates and um, uh, indoor dining and restaurants. We're going to talk about um, some more just general COVID facts and um, why I think this whole thing has been way blown out of context and why I think a lot of Americans are just completely misled, misguided, uh, by the media, by people like Dr. Fauci and why I am just fed up with all of this. And then we're going to talk about, um, recent statements from the president about the 4th of July and why he could just kick rocks because it's a 4th of July and you know, we got independence in 1776. We don't necessarily need independence from you now. Um, we're also talking about the Constitution because what episode is complete without uh, the Constitution? A recent report from the CDC uh, talks about mask mandates. Uh, it says here, mask mandates. This is straight from the CDC website. Feel free to check it out if you want. Um, I might even throw the link in this description just in case you're like, oh, he's making this up. Because, oh, we like to be factually accurate here. Unlike some, mask mandates were associated with a 0.5 percentage point decrease in daily COVID case growth 1 to 20 days after implementation. A decrease of 1.1% um, from 21 to 40, 1.5 from 41 to 60, 1.7 from 61 to 80, and 1.8 from 81 to 100. You didn't think I used that uh, 1.8 number in, in the uh, little sponsorship or whatever deal sparingly? I didn't just generate that number out of a hat. This is a number from the CDC that masks have stopped cases um, over 100 days since mask mandates were put into place. Again, straight from the CDC website, 1.8 percentage points. Now, like I said, that is like taking an extra piece of gum, which is about, uh, I measured it at around three inches, right? And, you know, I don't know. I, I like to chew at least two of them, at least one and a half uh, pieces of extra gum. And imagine taking that, only chewing, you know, three fiftieths of an inch. You're probably not going to get a whole lot of flavor and you know, you're probably just going to get dissolved with the saliva. This is about, right, chewing a piece of, you know, one 
know, one percent, two about two percent of a piece of gum. It's about as effective as these masks we've all been wearing, myself included. Well, I guess I should say only, only in places where I could get fined by my university wearing them. Um, and kind of skipping on that, if we'll all be honest. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Um, masks. Your mask isn't doing anything. The size of a COVID particle, right? The size of a COVID particle is about 0.1 micrometer. Now, obviously, it is coming from a droplet. And a droplet is around 1,000 micrometers. uh, But it's not not necessarily small. Um, To be completely transparent, the masks that I wear around campus, I can see through. Right? I've got little holes I poked into it to make it easier to breathe that, you know, can't really be picked up by the naked eye. And, you know, I just kind of wear it as... You know, the socially engineered piece of fabric. So I don't get fined. Like, it's not doing me any good. Um, And unless you're wearing an N95 mask, your mask probably isn't doing you much good either. It may cause a stoppage of some droplets. Um, Maybe wearing two masks works better. But so would three masks. So would four so would 17, right? I mean, there's going to come a point where, you know, nothing is going to be able to get through there. And at that point, I think you have thoroughly prevented COVID-19. You've also kind of pre- prevented yourself from living, but no, dead people don't get COVID. Um, and the, like I said, wearing 17 masks, not breathing, holding your breath. These are all great ways to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Obviously, you know, the the, the fed up uh, 19-year-old in me is getting a little a little bit out here. So let me get back on track. Uh, mask mandates were also associated with a 0.7 percentage um, decrease in daily COVID death rates. Um, and that's in the 120 days. And then kind of the same thing, 1.9 percentage points at the 81 to 100 days. So do masks work? Yes, is the answer. But do they work the way that Americans think they do? No. Is that piece of you know, tablecloth that your your mom made and that you've got strapped around, or that the ugly blue one, you know, with the, the weird nose thing that, that doesn't fit your face, um, that's redisposable? No. Does the mask that I use that's been in my pocket, it's been on the ground, been in my car... Who knows where all that's been that I haven't washed since January. Obviously, I don't wear it all the time, but I probably should wash it. I think I did wash it the other day. Um, Is that helping me at all? Is that helping you at all? Maybe. Maybe. But it's not helping you to the extent that you think it is, right? It's not a cure-all, right? You still can get it while wearing a mask. That is for sure. That's what the science says. It's not going to be able to effectively block out everything. Might it help? A little bit? Yeah. I guess. Right. Uh, But you know what would help? A whole lot more than wearing a mask. 
being in shape, right? Being healthy. Because see, about 78% of people who have been hospitalized, needed a ventilator, or have died from COVID-19 have been overweight or obese. Again, straight from the CDC. 90% of COVID-related deaths have come from countries with high obesity levels. Now, I myself am someone who needs to lose weight. Um, I am by no means skinny or, or even remotely in shape or healthy. That said, right, another great way to stay safe from COVID is to, I don't know, be young. Because from the age of 18 to 24, less than 2,000 people, right, have died from COVID. There are some of you who may listen to this, who may have more than 2,000 followers on your social media, right? Only 2,000. So imagine this, right? Every single college in the United States of America decides to implement mask mandates. Right? So they're preventing 1.9% of COVID deaths. So of 2,000, 38. 38 is the number. Right? So all of these university policies, all of these crazy things, all of these governmental policies... They sound like they're doing a whole lot, right? But you know what they're really not doing? Saving a ton of lives. They're saving some, but they're not saving a ton. If you really cared about saving one life, we'd all be, you know, none of us would be going out. None of us would be doing anything. But that's obviously not the case. Because see, at this point, the mask has become nothing more than than a virtue signal or, or, I don't know, maybe if you've got a Gucci mask, it's a great way to show that you've got a little bit more, you know, uh, uh, expendable income than everybody else. Or, you know, maybe you wear some kind of political statement or, you know, if if you can read this, you're too close or, you know, something funny like that, even though, you know, you're the 15th person that I've seen wearing that mask and it's really not... Not all that funny. So here's what I kind of want to talk about. When we look at states with mask mandates and without mask mandates, right? There really isn't that much of a difference. Um, California, right? Super lockdown heavy, right? Is only 19 deaths per 100,000 less. Actually, only 9, excuse me, from Florida. And 119 from Texas. Now, of course, Texas is eight less than Michigan, which is also pretty heavy on the mask mandates. Now, obviously, a state like South Dakota has a little bit more, uh, but I think Michigan, Texas, Florida, and California are really great uh, ways to look at this. Now, obviously, when we're talking about COVID um, mortality rates, 
Uh, the elderly population are more vulnerable. And you know what Florida has more of than California? Percentage of elderly people. Uh, people over the age of um, 65 and certainly over the age of 78 or the average, you know, uh, age to which a person lives to in this country. Right? So really that number really shows... That masks and lockdowns and all of the stuff that we've gone through for the last year isn't helping much, right? Maybe it's helping some, but not to the level that you think it is and not to the level that they think it is. Up to this point, 60% of small businesses won't, 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 exists following this pandemic. We have seen the largest transfer of wealth in this nation from upper middle class, middle class to to the elites, to the rich. They're only getting richer, right? Because if you can't go to your local mom and pop shop, why not just go to Walmart? Or even better than that, why not have someone who's out there working, driving a truck, just drop it off on your front lawn? Buy it on Amazon. Alright. I think that's a good enough rant here. I want to read you guys this. This is from the California State website. Um, in, in counties, in the widespread purple, or the purple tier, indoor services and places of worship are now permitted at 25% of rooms' usual capacity, but outdoor services and remote services and other alternatives to indoor religious practices are strongly recommended. Um, and the substantial red tier, um, again, 25%. Um, and moderate and minimal indoor services are permitted at 50% capacity. And it never says anything about, you know, anything other than that, where they would be at 100%. And I want to talk about the First Amendment and the Constitution, where it says Congress shall make no law respecting the freedom of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. I get it. We're in a pandemic. People have died. Right? But there's nothing in the Constitution that says that we can just stop having church. That the government can come in and say, this is as many people as you can have in your church. Because I want to touch on something else that's going on in this pandemic. Mental health issues are at an all-time high. Especially for people who can't go to school, can't go to work, can't see their friends, you know, can't have the sport of their choosing, can't go out. They're stuck in the room, they're stuck in their house. You know, there are people who genuinely have quarantined themselves and locked themselves away from the outside world, and suicide and mental health issues have never been more. Um, in dire straits, right? The church is essential. There is no denying this. If you say that church is non-essential, you are saying that the gospel message is non-essential, right? Because what does the church do other than to preach the gospel and to evangelize? And by saying that, you are thereby saying that the gospel itself is unessential and that Jesus is Jesus Christ's death. Is unessential. Now you may be saying I'm a little bit extreme, but I tend to get a little bit of 
little bit extreme when it comes to, you know, the salvation and the eternal life of the human race. I can't think of a uh, uh, a worse or a better um, thing to get fired up about, right? Because if it saves one life, but we're all going to die at one point, mask or no mask, vaccine, no vaccine. Every single person will die. And there's one man who lived on this earth whose death will mean more than anybody else's death on this planet. His name is Jesus Christ. And to ban the church from functioning, right? For, or for really, I'd say any religious organization from that matter is an extreme abridgment of the First Amendment and of a constitutional right. But it also is just a huge abridgment of everything else. Now you may say, oh, well, we're just lucky that we grew up in this nation and, you know, look at look at the church in China or in North Korea. It's thriving. Yes. But obviously having the government on your side makes it a whole lot easier to, to proselytize and to evangelize and to save souls. Uh, being able to do it out in the open, being able to have billboards on, on you know, the side of freeways and being able to have church buildings and church services and, you know, Instagram pages and, and, and TikToks where, you know, you can preach the gospel. Obviously, having that, um, and by the grace of God, we've had that in this country, um, having that makes it a whole lot easier. So these Christians who are all, oh, well, you know, the church isn't, isn't being persecuted. They're just, you just have to follow safety guidelines, right? But I think that shutting down churches is the most reckless thing that you could do for the eternal soul of a person. And if you are a Christian and believe indeed that there is a God who is righteous and just, who is merciful and loving, who sent his son to die and to save those surely destined to, well, the place that you know, we don't like, the place of, of, of eternal separation from God. If you believe these things, though, though what are you doing saying that churches should be shut down because of the pandemic? Because there's a global pandemic that touches the soul of every man, woman, child, and them. It's called sin. And how dare we say that the church is non-essential? Especially at a time when people are desperate and, and looking for something more. I don't understand why, why schools are closed still too. Schools are absolutely necessary. Schools do wonders for the mental health of children. Being in, in there, um, having interaction with their friends... Um, with classmates, um, obviously in-person learning and, and be, being able to, you know, see your teacher write things down on the board, being able to see your teacher's smiling face in person in the classroom, there's, there's nothing like it. Um, I honestly miss the days of knowing what my professor's 
smile looked like. Um, being able to smile at them and have them smile back. And obviously, you know, masks don't cover eyes. At least not yet. You know, covered particles could get could get through through your eyes. So I honestly don't know if it saves a life why we haven't been wearing them over our eyes this entire time. Maybe some of us have. I certainly haven't been. Um, and obviously now I'm talking a little bit more, uh, not so much literal. But I honestly genuinely miss the days of being able to look at someone and smile at them. Or being able to say, yeah, well, you know, um, like today, um, I went to get food. And they had corn on the cob. And I can't eat corn on the cob because eating corn on the cob with braces is a horrific experience. Especially when your teeth are all messed up. But the, and I was like, oh, I have braces. And the person who served me was like, really? I didn't know that. And I was like, yeah. Of course you don't know because you haven't seen me without this mask. You don't know what, what my smile looks like. You don't know who who I am. Because what I am, uh, a lot of it has to do with being born with a cleft lip. And you don't get that side of my story. You're unable to see that scar because I've got a mask uh, from my nose to my chin. Um, we need kids in classrooms. Teachers are essential for finding out about uh, domestic abuse. Um, whether that be, you know, parents on child or parent to parent. Teachers are absolutely essential for that. I couldn't imagine being a child right now with some kind of learning impediment, uh, whether that be something as minor as dyslexia or something as major as Down syndrome, um, you know, being born blind, having some kind of blindness, some kind of hearing. Um, I couldn't imagine what that's like right now. I couldn't imagine being being partially deaf and relying on the ability to read lips. Uh, not being able to see that because everybody's talking like this and they got a mask over their face. And I can't imagine what that's like. I count myself blessed to not have that. See, because in the name of science, in the name of 1.9%, 1.8%, we've completely redone the way that we do society. And it's not good. It's not helping. Right? There has to, there has to come a point when we say, look, Wearing a mask is great, but 78% of the people who are dying from this thing are obese. Get in the gym, eat better. If you really care about lives, you know, maybe instead of defunding the police and going after small businesses, right, we, we defund McDonald's and Wendy's, you know, maybe less Frosties and McFlurries and, and McBurgers, maybe more salad and goes, maybe more salads just in general. Right? Maybe maybe we'd look at the facts and dig in and say at this point there are more vaccines in this country than there are cases of COVID. And there are certainly more vaccines than people who have died of COVID by a substantial amount. There has to be a point where this thing ends. I applaud Texas and Mississippi for ending their mask mandates and, and allowing businesses to open because there has to come a point at which we say, look, our population is getting vaccinated. We're beginning to reach herd immunity. Yes, there are still going to be people who get sick. There's still going to be people who die. 
But there has to be a point at which we say, go back to your normal life. And see, here's the best part about lifting mask mandates, right? Is you can still wear your mask. If you feel unsafe, right, going out in public, don't go out in public. You know, there are ways around that. Like I said, Amazon, ClickList, you know, Walmart drive-thru. Have someone you know do it. Um, There are ways around that. If you want to wear a mask, if you want to wear two masks, if you want to wear 17 masks, more power to you. There's no one stopping you from doing that. Just because a mask mandate is lifted doesn't mean there's a no mask mandate in place. Because I have a feeling, hopefully, that the same conservatives and people who are ticked off about mask mandates should be ticked off about a no mask mandate. Because that's, again, the government legislating what you can and can't do. And I'm not here to talk about whether or not mask mandates can or should. I'm, I'm just here to present the facts and maybe maybe encourage you to think for yourself. Speaking of thinking for yourself, I don't know about you, but my eh, second or third favorite holiday is on its way here in a couple months. The 4th of July. I absolutely love the 4th of July. I love this country. I love being patriotic. I love fireworks. I love 1776 uh, when this country was truly founded. I, I love, I just love how patriotic it is. I love hamburgers and hot dogs and a good slice of watermelon, good family, good football, good fun. Of course, it's a little hot, so the weather isn't all that good. Oh, but if we do our part, if we do all this together by July 4th, it's a good chance you, your families, your friends will be able to gather together in your backyard, in your neighborhoods and have a cookout. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it doesn't mean a small group that will be able to get together. Oh, the words of our president. But obviously, by do all this, he means get vaccinated, wear masks, continue to get this thing controlled. And what I mean to say is, is, is basically kick rocks, right? The 4th of July has existed. It's a celebration of independence from tyranny, from, from government, from kings and queens and, and government edicts that, that make no sense. And so I am probably going to celebrate the 4th of July the way that I always celebrate, just chilling with the family. Um... I want to have a big get-together, but it's not like I have a whole lot of people to get around with. Um, But, you know, I think President Biden has already been celebrating large gatherings. See, while he hasn't spoken too much recently, uh, but too not too much, I mean, not at all. Dude hasn't held a press conference yet. Uh, but his press secretary sure is up there a whole lot. She's been getting a whole lot of questions about immigration. The city of Brownsville, Texas, administrators uh, took rapid tests at a bus station of migrant families who are being released by Border Patrol. And by migrant families, we mean people who have illegally crossed the border and entered this country. A spokesperson for Brownsville confirmed that since they began doing this test in January 25th, when 108 migrants have tested positive for COVID-19, which is 6.3% of those who took the test, I don't know what we're doing here. Um, you know, again, we want to talk a whole lot about about COVID and getting this thing under control. So what do we do? Uh, since January 25th, we've just released over 100 people with COVID. Um, illegally, 
or legally or whatever they want to call it into the country because I don't know something like that not to mention the fact that these people were 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 around other migrants probably not socially distant especially when we have a border crisis don't let them hear you say that I said that but yeah there's a crisis at the border I don't know if you've heard there's a lot of people who who are who are coming in um or or at least attempting to come in right the border patrol agents down there who might bring it back to their families and of course this is in Texas good old Texas where you know things are lifted um you want to talk about cause and effect and caring about covid good night joe we should probably try and get this under control don't you think you know if we all do our part to slow the spread of covid seems like you aren't doing your part then again maybe you kind of are doing your part seeing as how you haven't i don't know spoken to the press you know you're doing a really good job of social distancing joseph biden see right because you're not allowed in schools five times a week but these migrant families and migrant children sure are allowed in these facilities around other people. They're not allowed to be, you know, detained, you know. Um, you know, there's a quarantine enforced. Um, I know there was from people flying in from other countries legally for a little bit. But not if you're, you know, a hop, skip and a jump away and across the border. And I don't know. The double standards of this of this really, really are mind-boggling. See, because if you cared, right, what you would be doing is you would be informing your citizens that mask mandates uh, kind of help. Uh, 1.9, 1.8, about 2%-ish. You'd be telling them this, and then you'd be saying, so... Maybe you need to be more distant. You know, it's hard to get COVID if you're not around people. Um, you know, maybe if they knew this, they could better decide for themselves. Obviously, the CDC reported it. Maybe you'd be telling your people that 90% of COVID deaths come from countries with high obesity levels and that 78% of people have been hospitalized or put on a ventilator or have died from COVID-19 have been overweight or, or obese. Maybe you'd be encouraging people to, I don't know, get into the gyms, which are still closed in many places. Figure that. That seems to really be, you know, like if we wanted to get this thing under control, maybe you'd be saying, hey, get in shape, get healthy. But no, um, we're going to do that. Maybe you'd be telling people that we have more vaccines than cases. Maybe you'd be telling people that this virus has a 0.018% survival rate. Um, maybe you'd be telling people my age, that only 2,000 of them in this entire country have died tragically from this disease. And maybe you'd be encouraging them to get healthy so they can, they can help this and, and tell them. Maybe you'd tell universities especially federally funded ones that they're good that they're okay to, to let a professor smile at a student genuinely 
um, for a change, right? That 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 administration doesn't have to be cracking down on students and and enforcing, you know, mask wearing and social distancing and limiting the amount of peoples and dining halls and um, you know, quarantine everyone who has the sniffles. Right. There are practical solutions to this. And I have to applaud what the this administration and the other the past administration, the Trump administration, have done with this vaccine. Um I am more than likely just not gonna get it because I don't get the flu flu shot and I just kinda lived my life. I had COVID and you know, it was kinda sick for a little bit, but you know, I think right getting people vaccinated, letting letting people who are at risk populations know, hey, you are at risk. Your safety is is imperative to you. You know, you're older. You you've got a few more pounds on you. Maybe maybe you should take it easy, right? But I don't hear any of that, right? I don't hear government mandating people to get into gyms. I hear them closing down gyms. And I think it's time that we take mental health, right? the lives of our children and our students, right? And small business owners, seriously, this has to end. Obviously, 15 days to slow the spread was was not going to be effective. Um, I think we saw that, that it was obviously going to be more than 15 days. We're coming up on a year of this, right? When I release this, it will be a year. And... Right. The damage that has been done to our society has already been done. This has to end at some point. The flu comes and goes every year. Right? The seasonal cold, the seasonal flu, the seasonal whatever comes and goes every year. But maybe instead of locking people down... And making them depressed and medicating themselves. We opened back up to our lives. We encouraged people to work out. uh, To live healthy and balanced lives. To eat right. You know. To say hey. That fast food ain't good for you. But you know what is for you? Not that. Right. This has to end. The strain it's doing to the mental health, to the spirituality, um, to people's ability to, to make an income. At some point, you have to say, hey, this just ain't it. This just ain't it, dog. And if you really cared, if you really wanted to take this seriously, do something about our situation at the border. And until you do that, and until you... Talk about, you know, the importance to get our kids back into school, to open up churches, to allow small businesses to function. Until you start talking about those things, I cannot take you as a president or as a governor or as a senator or whatever you are in government. I can't take you seriously. Because it's obvious that you do not take this seriously. Because if you did, you'd be taking the very, very common sense things. So in conclusion, should you wear a mask 
Well, if you're going to get fined for it by your university, I'd suggest you do. Um, I mean, you know, I do on campus. And I don't know when the Walmart staff is looking at me or, you know, like if I've like, you know, if I'm going to go to a place where I know I'm going to get yelled at and not be allowed to use the restroom while I really got to use the restroom. Yeah, I, I might wear it. Um, if you want to, if you feel comfortable doing it, by all means do it. You know, just don't at me when you get sick while still wearing it because it's they're probably still going to get sick, especially if you're in really close contact with someone. Um, should government be enforcing it? I, I, I'm going to say what I've been saying this entire time, um, that I think that, well, you know, governments, I think this is one of those places where it falls into, yeah, I think maybe they have the right to, but just because you have the right to, it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Um, it's obvious that masks shave three fiftieths of an inch off of that piece of extra bubble gum. Um... Just, I think that's a very, very great perspective of it all. Should government be shutting down church? No. Should you be shutting down your church over this? No. You can operate your church as you want. If you as a church want to say, hey, we're going to operate at 50% capacity and we're going to require masks, great. Just be sure you aren't neglecting your flock, and especially those outside of your flock who need Jesus and who need eternal life and eternal salvation. Um... Should we be ruining the lives of int of um small business owners and, and of children and and uh while simultaneously allowing you know a hundred and six migrants um to be released into this country having tested positive for covid I don't think so, and I think the facts speak for themselves right you just gotta look at this small there's four states Michigan, Texas, Florida, and California. Some of them extreme lockdowns and mask mandates, some of them a few of it, and some of them none of it at all. And there's basically no difference. See, because masks and social distancing truly worked, and truly worked to the level that we were told that they do, there should be clear results from this. And I think if one thing is certain from this, is that the science is uncertain that we really need to be evaluating the mental health and spiritual health, um, the livelihoods of people, and we need to say, hey, this deal's got to end, right? We've got more people vaccinated than we have people who have tested positive. Maybe let's lighten up and get back to our lives, right? Um, so, I am proposing that March 16th, be our new July 4th. Why don't we just kind of say, hey, I'm done with this. I'm not going to listen to the government anymore. I might I might abide by what my local business or what my uh, rules as eyes university says. Um, but government really doesn't have this much say in our lives. And I think if we were all to respectively declare March 16th today as our Independence Day, that would be cool. Because you know what? There's some things that the government just doesn't have the right to tell us what to do in this country. Like how to operate your your church or, you know, shutting down your power. 
to your local business, right? That actually happened. Um, we are the United States of America. and We're not the Soviet Union. Open your church. Open your business. You know, if you want a mask, wear a mask. If you want to not wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Obviously, don't go and get yourself fined. But, hey, anything short of that, it's cool with me. Alright guys, God bless. Um, This is a cool episode. I've got more coming. We're going to talk about uh, the idea of God-given rights. Um, Oh shoot, is this idea actually biblical or not? Um, That's coming here in uh, um, whenever I get around to recording the next podcast. Um, Until then guys, take care. God bless. And uh, I don't know, maybe have yourself a little bit of uh, uh, extra gum. I like the peppermint one. I think that's really dope. Hey, if you liked what you heard here today, be sure to listen to our other podcast episodes. Uh, feel free to subscribe uh, and follow us on wherever you listen to podcasts so you can hear uh, for future episodes. And be sure to follow us on Instagram, llpg.podcast. All right, groovy guys. Take care. God bless.